pumpkin spice on your jerk chicken, you know. <laughs> Ice Like Ice Halloween Spooktacular. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the Columbus to my Tallahassee, Andrew Mitchell. Hey, how's it going? I uh, completely expected some kind of Halloween-themed uh, duo at the beginning, since it is currently the Zombieland. 28th. Oh, oh, Come oh, on, man, oh. Zombieland! Oh, I haven't seen that movie in like seven years. <laughs> You're really missing out. I watched it a couple of days ago. Okay, sorry, apologies to everybody listening. I'm uh, uncultured. I could have made a wolf cop reference, but I figure even less people would have gotten that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what would I have gone with? The Jonesy to my Ripley? Ooh, that'd have been a good one. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm trying to remember characters' names from the thing. Shit. Um, uh, uh, I, I was just saying the, uh, the windows to my child's. Yeah, the, the Blair <laughs> to my McCready. Ooh, oh, that'd have been the good one. What, what was a... Uh... Speaking of the thing, uh, we actually watched the 2011 version a couple of weeks oh, ago. His butt. Okay. okay. Let me defend it here for a second. It was... I mean, yes, continue with your incorrect opinion. <laughs> no, no, okay. It was actually very faithful to the Thing franchise, with the exception of the dumb ship sequence. Uh, hard disagree, my friend. <laughs> no, no, okay, check it. The research they did to actually make this set proper was was staggering. Like, because there wasn't there wasn't actually a set thing for it. Oh they, no no, the set yeah. was fantastic. Like the way they they CSI'd like how the axe got in the wall and shit like that exactly. was pretty good. And but... the, whole, the whole thing about it being an action movie more than a suspense movie, it actually makes sense when you because th- that's the biggest grief that most people have with it is the fact that it is way more like action movie style than suspenseful thing movie my my biggest gripe is that uh the whole point of the original or the f- first remake of the thing shut up you know what i mean the 80s yeah. thing uh john is carpenter's that, the thing is that you're the, the, the thing is trying to hide you don't know who the thing is and the 2011 thing that motherfucker can't wait to spring out and just like go for anybody even if somebody's looking like it does not give a fuck because it hadn't learned that subterfuge was the way to escape yet <laughs> that was the thing is when it came and dealt with him it it didn't know it thought it was just going to kill its way out like it did on the ship but that didn't work it had to learn how to hide and be sneaky Uh, okay sure (laughs) it's pretty much cut all that out just but i wanted to defend that point there oh no you can keep it all in that'd be great uh we can also talk about how they they had really good practical props and they cg'd over them because they have dumbass producers yeah i didn't get that that wasn't that great but uh, if you look on YouTube, uh, listeners, there are actually some good clips of the original prosthetics, which, you know, wouldn't have necessarily saved the movie, but it would have been a lot more entertaining because there was actually some really good special effects in it yeah. instead of the horrible fucking rubber CGI we got. Ugh. <laughs> but also, watch Wolf Cop, but don't watch Wolf Cop. I don't really know how to defend it. Watch Wolf Cop with at least uh, a couple of our sponsors. Uh, this episode, as always, is sponsored by Grip. And rip. Oh, I got beer on the wall with that one. Oh, wow, that's breath. What uh, what beer did you happen to get on your wall today, Andrew? Uh, going with an old favorite again, Left Hand Brewing. Uh, this time, 
I picked up a, uh, a seasonal brew. I went by to see if there was any more fun Halloween-themed beers, and uh, other than a very generic pumpkin ale, there wasn't really much of anything left in the store. However, uh, I got a s'mores milk stout. <laughs> the fuck so, is wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. I go. I like to go camping in fall. That was my thought. So, you know, s'mores. And it is delicious. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> uh, it just kind of tastes like a normal stout, actually. I'm really not getting much in the way of s'mores. So, well, I went with a, a local again. I went with a Terrapin. The High and Hazy IPA. So it is a... Oh, you're not going to go with uh, the Moohoo? Get your chocolate milk for your fall? Oh, man, I don't I don't like Moohoo. Really? I, I'm pretty fond of Moohoo. If I'm going to go with one of the stouts, I'm going to go with the Wake and Bake. Wake and Bake's good. The Ogun uh, Stout. I like Moohoo. I like... Um, <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't like the... alcoholic-tasting chocolate milk. It's just strange and weird to me, and I just can't get behind it. That's ah, fun. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, God, what is the other so it's one? The it's their liquid fucking s'mores. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know what I like, and I'm okay with that. Now, um, what I wish that, they had had, what I was looking for the other day, was they do a Walking Dead brew some Octobers that's a Blood Orange IPA. Holy shit, that thing is awesome. They had, like, a reserve version of the Muhu that I was considering getting, but I was not paying almost $18 for four Muhus. That's fair. <laughs> that is totally so, fair. Uh, that was almost what I got until I saw the price tag. Hmm. All right. But well, anyway, yeah. Back so, to the uh, the actual purpose of this show, Andrew. Uh, what uh, what all have you been working on this past couple of weeks? Hmm. Uh, let's see. It's been what two weeks since our last recording. Yeah, at this uh, two point? weeks. Yeah. I'm gonna go on a limb and say, orcs and cruel boys. Uh, correct. But also, I did something that did not have green skin. Kill team. No. Uh. <laughs> so. We'll, we'll start from the beginning. Green so, uh, doesn't have green skin. I, I finished my Beast Naga Boys, except for the bases, because I'm going to do the whole army. I'm just going to do, like, a basing day where I just do yeah. everything, which is going to take forever and probably go through, like, two cans of technical paint or uh, <laughs> texture paint. Um, but, uh, so I got the Beast Nagas done. I got the Beast Boss done, uh, other than a couple of minor details. I got to go in and put in some checks and dags and stuff like that. Uh, same thing with the war boss in Mega Knob armor that I also completed. Um, and then my non-green skin model that I finished was Bigby Crumb, the oh, the, the rattling slopper for Necromunda. Beautiful, uh, beautiful job you did on him, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, I That was my Saturday last weekend was I just sat down and painted him start to finish in one go. Big old bucket and, of chowder. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I specifically made the soup look uh, white and kind of gross. Uh, so it's his bucket of f- sloppy fun. Because uh, a, a continuous joke in uh, the Badcast Discord, calling him Bigly Cum. <laughs> so, you know, had to lean into it, make him extra sloppy and gross. But uh, no, it was a really fun model. A lot of detail on it. It was one of those ones where as you paint, you find more stuff where, you know, I'm, I'm painting his apron and I look to the side and I'm like, oh, he's got some pouches for spices. Oh, he has an actual pepper grinder on his belt. Just oh, like a amazing. wooden a wooden pepper grinder. Um, like his his ladle has like extendo buttons on it. So I guess if he <laughs> wants to make it like 10 feet long, like freaking Inspector Gadget or something, he could do that. No, it's um, like those uh, novelty forks like we saw in New Orleans. That You know, you, it's the handle you could pull the fork out and it extends to like two feet long. Yeah, yeah it's exactly like that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a super fun model. Uh, I think it's still sold out on Forge World right Probably. now, so I was, I was really lucky to, 
to grab one when we were at NOLA. Um, and I just wish I had more money for more Necromunda weirdos because yeah. that uh, the, the Forge World range for those models is uh, some peak games workshop. That is some good good character stuff. Oh, yeah. They, they lean so hard into the grimdark aesthetic, and I absolutely love it. Grimdark with that really nice sprinkling of kind of silly, mm-hmm. but just like the fact that they're leaning into it so hard, you're like, all right, that guy does have a claw foot from an, an 1800s bathtub as a, as a biomechanical leg, but he's rocking it. I, uh, I might pick up the uh, the judge guy in the giant powdered wig just because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> the, the bounty hunter, right? Yeah, the bounty hunter, the powdered wig. I still want to get the bounty hunter who he's like the water guild guy and he's got like the, 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 the rice paddy hat. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing a towel drone on his head. Apparently, he's one of the worst bounty hunters in the game, but he's a really good model. Yeah. Uh, Gore Halfhorn, the, the Beastman bounty Gore hunter. Gore Halfhorn's cool. Uh, the dude with the cyber Rottweiler is pretty awesome, too. Oh, yeah. The um, uh, the Orlock bounty hunter guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. And then uh, all of them are pretty cool. I, uh, the only one that sucks is the, the Psyker that looks like a fucking potato. <laughs> oh, you don't like Potato Man? No. I love Mr. Potato like... Head. It's so terrible. Oh, my God. Like, I'm just I'm just going to get a wad of chewing gum and stick it on a, <laughs> a, a flight stand and call him a bounty hunter. Here hey, we man, go. Everybody's got to have an off day of model designing. Oh, my God. Like, I... I think I could drunkenly design a better model than that in one sitting. I don't know who okayed that. It's we so should do bad. a drunken sculpting day one day. It is because we suck so, at sculpting already. What's the worst that could happen? So incredibly bad. Like, like <laughs> I, I, it's baffling because because they've generally been knocking it out of the park with the models for the past five years, give or take, with a couple of exceptions. And boy, is that like the tippy top of the horrible models they have made. It's so bad. Yeah, I'm trying to find him on the site for what his name is. Oh, I forgot about the Sump Croc. That's a great model. Oh, Sump Croc is so good. God damn it. We need to play more Necromunda. We really do. We, we got to get that. Enzo on the podcast soon. Uh, we need more he, friends. He want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we uh, uh, we got to see about getting... Uh, at, at, at the very least, you and I have to play some one-off games, yeah. but I, I really would be okay with getting a campaign up again. Uh, the Water Guild guy is Eros Slag Mist. The judge dude that's so ridiculous is Batrium Arturos the Third. Uh-huh, yes, he has to distribute justice. And then Mr. Potato Head is uh, Ortrum Eight Dash Eight Psyhound Bounty Hunter. Mm, for such a cool like RoboCop ass name, yeah. it's sure a dog shit model. Yeah. Fucking wild. Oh god! And there's gun. the the hired gun who's got like the burlap sack on his head. That one, it, it's okay. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Uh, the the executioner, the Caldor executioner, dude, super fucking cool though. Yeah, that one's really cool. Uh, did they have to change that one because there's controversy because you got a peaked uh, hood at one point? Uh, yeah, because in the UK, uh, turns out people with hoods and nooses aren't as big of a deal as they are here in the Americas. Yeah, not not crazy culturally sensitive in the Americas. Uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> what can you do? I mean, it. It fit with the redemptionist aesthetic that it's part of until you looped it all together and you're like, oh, we got to change this guy. Yeah. It was one of those things where if you had like just the noose or just the hood, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this is fine. But you get everything together and it's like, mm, yeah. ooh, swing and a miss, boys. Swing yeah. and a miss. But, you know, but, what can you do? 
That would be a really good one, though, uh, if you're going, like, mostly redemptionist, if you swapped out his head with one of, like, the, the, the torch head guys that mm -hmm. you can get. Oh, yeah. That, that would be a pretty cool, uh, pretty easy little modification to him. Yeah, I've seen some really cool conversions of him as well, where instead of having the weird bone axe thing, they use the, um, the big, like, chainsaw choppers from the knob kit and just give him this massive double-sided chainsaw axe just give him like an awesome like the eviscerator stand in essentially yeah it's pretty great oh that is cool yeah no if i if i we end up going full necker monday again i'm probably gonna do just like pure redemptionists because yeah. uh ridiculous just flaming chainsaws is is just the right way to make a gang in a goofy yeah, game I've like necker monday damn boxes of call door built with pretty much every option you can imagine hmm. love them love them yeah, you I had get any lock, other uh, but... progress done this week now that we've gone oh, no. We're just gonna vastly off the rails? Shitting on Necromunda models. Um, no, that was pretty much it. Uh, felt, it was pretty productive. Um, I did, uh, well, I guess I am about, I'd hazard a guess it's 65-ish percent done with uh, my break a boss on Myrtrog nice. for Age of Sigmar. Because um, I just wanted to kind of cleanse the palette and do something not 40k for a little bit. Yeah. Um, really good model. Oh, man, that is... That, oh, there's a lot of very good troll models in Age of Sigmar, and that one is possibly my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a, a pretty really, cool model. It's a really That's cool the, model. That's the Lord of the Rings looking one, right? Yeah, yeah, with the, the, the orc on top of the yeah. troll. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great model. I gave him kind of a gross, like, fleshy skin tone, but he's got, like, these uh, craggy patches where it looks like he's got... I don't know, like rocky kind of skin. And so I made those a lot darker brown to kind of give it some variation in skin tone. And nice. uh, oof, that's a, that's a good kit. I'm very excited to see how he turns out when he's finished. Very cool, man. But that's it for me. How about you? Got any hobby progress on your end? Uh, not a whole, whole lot. Um, I was down sick for about a week, so that kind of kind of knocks a bit out of your hobby thing when you just, you know, can't breathe and just are tired all the time. Yeah. But gotta love it. Uh, so I got the Black Templar box set in, and mm. oh man, it makes me so excited that it's actual full kit and not like monopose stuff. It is a straight up like box of guys. Oh, that came with like the proper sprues? The proper sprues. Wow. Head options, all the weapon options for everything. Like the neophytes can be built with the bolt carbine, the pistol and chainsword, or the shotgun for all four of them. I'm actually really surprised at that. I was too, and it made my heart just fucking leap with joy. Because pretty much every like box kit that's been coming out has been monopose mm -hmm. stuff, which in general has been really good stuff, so yeah. it doesn't bug me. But it, yeah, I was that expecting the easy to build Redemptor in it, but no, it is a full Redemptor kit. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is it's going to be the combat patrol box. They're just going to knock the Emperor's champion out of it and have the uh, the marshal, the squad, and the Redemptor. And not have the uh, the Black Templars Codex and everything in exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. And I, I bet that's going to be the Combat Patrol box that comes out for them. I mean, that'd be a great kit. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not a Space Marines guy, but even I'm kind of interested in this. So. It's awesome. Man, the, the bits on that sprue are great. Yeah, yeah so uh, I got, I think, not a lot. Like I said, I got the Emperor's Champion partially built, the Marshal built. It even comes with multiple weapon options for the Marshal. He's got, like, two or three head options, uh, two close combat weapon options and like two or three weapon like gun options. That's cool, like combi flamer and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then so I got him built. I got the Emperor's Champion partially built. I built three of the neophytes and I've started on the Sword Brother. And that's all the hobby progress I've done in a week and a half. 
Sword brother. Sword brother. Get in there, brother. Maybe I should just paint all of my uh, sword brethren as Hulk Hogan. Just... (laughs) (laughs) They just all have yellow mustaches. I'm just having this this horrible mental image of them with, like, like yellow and red armor. And (laughs) I I don't know what, what... GW paints you need to mix to get that hot dog skin tone that Hulk Hogan had back in the 80s, but I don't know, be, man. Oh, because he really did look like a boiled hot dog it for a while. <laughs> but yeah, that's oh. uh, that's really all the hobby progressing. I, I let's put it in I didn't even get a game in in the past week and a half. Yeah, neither did I. I just had a couple of nice uh, nice weekends at home working on stuff. Well, there you go. Well, this Sunday uh, I'm doing a Halloween slam against Will. Nice. With Black Templars, the most Halloween army there is. I may or may not be doing a Halloween movie marathon with some buddies, but if I'm not, I'll probably see you about swinging by the shop. Yeah, there you go, man. Swing by, hang out, if nothing else. Bring some models, see if a game happens otherwise. Eh, I think uh, think one of the Chris's was coming by, so. Uh, So 40k, then? Uh, He's got Ossiarch as well. Ah, okay, cool. That Chris. uh, one of the yeah, uh, the one that you absolutely one hundred percent dumpstered in his first game of okay, Age Sigmar. Okay, look, that was not my fault. <laughs> Occasionally, I, my dice are gods of death. In in your god's dice defense, that was a horrible sentence. In defense of yeah. your godlike dice, there we go. Jesus, uh, this is only a six percent beer. It's not its fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. It's the fact you got a s'mores beer and you've angered every cosmic I, being. I I done can't brain good today, so. Uh, in the defense of your dice, Chris's dice were were legitimately dice like ice. That's like true. He, yeah, he he could easily take the third seat of this podcast with how bad he was rolling because yeah, I was, was on the other table and I was just hearing hearing Tony just go, "Come on, man! What? The, oh my God!" Just like every time he's rolling his dice. <laughs> oh, snake eyes! Well, you know you can spend the command point and re-roll that charge. Oh, cool, snake eyes again. Well, fuck me! I don't know what to yeah. tell you, buddy. <laughs> his entire round where nothing was more than seven inches away and whiffed every single charge. Yeah, no, I bad. I remember that game. Bad. I felt so. so bad. For him. So maybe, maybe I will also dumpster him this weekend. We'll find <laughs> would, out. Why not, right? I'll I'll try out my cruel boys. I've got plenty of them that I haven't actually got any table time yet. So uh, you, you know, might, might whip up a list. I'm not used to the rules with him so much. So he, he might still win. <laughs> oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to check out. And if nothing else, you know, it's always good to get in a game and get some reps in with something. I do have Gobsprack. I can always bring him in and just just still don't, don't bring Gobsprack against a guy who's his second game. Just push his Bone Shaper's face into the mud for the uh. entire game. Oh, I'm gonna cast a spell. Mork says no. <laughs> what a dick move! I love it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, you're jumping your buddies into the gang. You know. You gotta take your lumps. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway. <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh, so today it being Halloween week. Uh, we're going to do kind of a, a bit of a themed episode going on here. And we're going to talk about our favorite monsters or monsterous, monster-like, monster-adjacent things that GW has produced. Our favorite spooky monster models. Spookies. Oh, man. Uh, Andrew, what do you want to start us with? Oh, go with me. All I'm right. Gonna go well, with you. Mostly because uh, I'm waiting for my document to load. Let me look at my list. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, vamp for a little bit of time. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I know what this list says, but my my list autocorrected. So we're going to start with uh, Lady O'Linder, or as autocorrected by my phone, Lady Plunder. <laughs> <laughs> Vampires, man, they're a thing. Oh, man, I really want those models. That's That'll be the army that properly gets me into death, finally. Right. Anyway... 
So my f my first model is Lady Olinder, the Mortark of Grief uh, for the Night Haunt army. Um, this is uh, possibly one of my favorite sculpts GW has ever put out. It is just it's really like, awesome. Just from just top down, gorgeous model. It is amazing. It plays with the negative space so well. If you look at the model, I got it up on the the computer to my right. Uh, mm. If you look at the model, it's just, she's kind of got this cool, like, flowing veil, this, like, wedding gown kind of thing going on. She's wrapped in uh, 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 thorned roses, which are kind of, like, coming down between her, her like, flowing tendrils of her wedding dress. She's got these two, like, spooky handmaidens beside her, essentially, uh, with these creepy artifacts. She's got, like, just this, this peak, like, like, 1800s, gothic sort of uh style and vibe to her uh it's just it's it's when you think spooky ghosts she's kind of like the epitome of it yeah that's it's such a beautiful model too it's so spindly though oh my god it's so spindly it scares the hell out of me well, that was why when when I had my my hot army for what two months or whatever uh <laughs> yeah, I yeah, specifically months, I'm sure you had it that long I specifically, you know, if you include the painting time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. No, I think I think I did actually have it for like three months total, and I did get five or six games in with it. I just really hated the rules. But, three um, months from when you clicked add to cart to when you actually mailed it off. God, they were so such gorgeous models, though. Just yeah. from just across the board. But anyway, Hold my heart range is great. Oh, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, I got like a. a what is it called? The Mage Wraith Throne, I think it was. It's one of those older GW terrain yeah. pieces. And I cut that thing up and I uh, was able to glue some of her support tendrils onto it to, to give her three points of support yeah. instead of one. Uh, so she actually never had any issues with breakage or anything, unlike every other model in that army. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that, that was definitely the main problem with the Night Haunt is they are uh, touchy. <laughs> Very delicate. Yeah, they are. But uh, no, amazing model. Uh, it's just I, one of my favorite models I've ever painted. One of my favorite models I've ever built. It's just a fantastic, like solid ten out of ten. And uh, in just like the model category, let alone the spookiness category, which is like at least a nine out of ten, depending on your taste. Well, there you go, then, man. And I also just love her little handmaidens because they both have spooky skull faces. Just you know, very very rattle me bones handmaidens she's got going on there. And they, they both have the kind of, like, posture and vibe where they're both like, eh, it's a living. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me carry this broken hourglass for my lady. Well, I got her boxer knickknacks over here. Eh, yeah, it's a living. <laughs> but we're both dead. Ah. How, how heavy is that beer, Andrew? Six <laughs> percent. I'm very tired. I've had, a bad week. I've had a bad week of sleep. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, like, my week has been fine. I just I just haven't been able to sleep well, so... <laughs> I was like, dude, I haven't heard you go down the rabbit hole like that in a long time. What the hell? I'm just gonna I'm, let it happen. I'm filling time for our podcast, Tony. There we go. You're making more things I have to edit. Cool, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, every, every minute I talk is at least two minutes you have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> that's one less minute I have to listen to my own recorded voice so I'm cool with it <laughs> yeah listening back to these it's just you, you get that thing where it's like I, know, I never really realized my voice sounds that fucking stupid <laughs> if you put it on one and a half speed we sound like chipmunks and I can deal with chipmunk us way fucking better good excellent <laughs> so, anyway let's continue the spookiness vibe what is your first scary model <laughs> alright so my first scary model unlike Andrew's is not a model I've ever owned or painted, I think I've maybe only ever seen it once. 
Uh, and it's not spooky so much as monster. I I'm more of the movie monster vibe to Andrew's spooky dooky Halloweensies. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Dragon Ogre Shagoth model. Oh. It is half dragon, half ogre, all badass, and all really old, so tiny compared to everything else in the range. Yeah. But it, it's so cool. Like, it's got this, like, beast man looking head. It's got these big horns on it. And then uh, it's like the, the new vampire, or the new, oh, not vampire counts, the new soul blight half dragon things. Or half vampire things like this. Looking at the models, this was definitely the precursor to them. Because like the the dragon, it's got its tail, it's got both of its hind legs, and then it's got its forelimbs as well. And then it goes into the abdomen of the the ogre, and he's got his arms holding a big old axe, and it's it's just an awesome model. Oh, they're actually oh they're actually in stock on GW site, and they're not terribly oh. priced, man. Well, like $45 or something like that? They're 60 I wonder if it's still metal. It used to just be a brick of lead. Oh, my God. It still comes with a square base. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those models where it's like, it's it's a really cool idea for a model. Like, why haven't you updated this yet? Well, it is a resin cast kit that comes in eight components and is supplied with a 50-millimeter square base. So do, you, do you want to pay $65 <laughs> for fine cast? No, if it, if it was a metal model still, I would... I would probably get it. Well, because then you could use it for the tabletop and home defense. Yeah. You never know when you got to drop a model into a sock and end somebody. <laughs> should I go for the Glock or should I go for the Shagath? <laughs> yeah, right. One of them's going to have the cool factor and the other's going to be loud. <laughs> I beat a man to death with a Games Workshop pewter mini. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so that's that's my uh, my first monster pick. What you got coming in at your number two slot, Andrew? Number two, uh, we're going to kind of uh, cut right down the middle between the creepy and the monstrous, and I'm going to go with the Arachnorock Spider for the Gloom Spike Gits. Because okay, okay. uh, what's creepier than a, a spider that's the size of your average double-decker bus and can actually rip a hole in dimensions and teleport behind you? Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it can move super silently because it's a giant spider and spiders are quiet. So it's extra creepy. Now you can also, you know, completely counteract that by putting a howdah full of just screaming green morons on top of it. But if you get just the one where it's just the spider, which is a, a model you can run and it does have deep strike options, which is ridiculous. Nice. Uh, just that the it'd be kind of like the scenes from, um, uh, what was it? Kong Skull Island. Uh, did you ever see that one? I have not actually seen that one. Okay, well, there are gigantic spiders in that one, and they're fucking terrifying. I figured that's what the segue there was going to be, was there was a giant spider in it. Otherwise, I was just going to be blown away at how you worked that in. <laughs> hey, man, did you ever see Kong Skull Island? Yeah, there's a cool monkey in it. Anyway, back to the Arachnorock. <laughs> Yeah, no. So, you know, imagine you're just some, some I don't know, free guild mook. You fall down a hole, and there's just three of these things in the giant cavern. Just That's just the worst goddamn day you're ever going to have in the mortal realms, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's pretty... I, I don't know, man. Being captured by Skaven and turned into a Skaven slave and skinned and turned into a rat ogre, that's also not a super great day. Yeah, let's be real. If you go to the mortal <laughs> realms, if you aren't just, like, hanging out in one of the free cities, everything is terrible. <laughs> It is, uh, uh, yeah. as much as people bitched about it when it first came out, Age of Sigmar is still pretty grimdark. Well, I, I don't know. You could be one of the, uh, the Caradron overlords and just be all steampunky in your floaty boats. Just every now and again, you have to fight a flying disc as inch, but yeah, otherwise, whatever. you know, whatever. You, gotta, uh, or you, you have a harpoon gun. 
I mean, I'm not saying you won't win the fight. I'm just yeah. saying it could kind of ruin your day a little bit. Uh, Greg got taken by a flying Frisbee. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I shot it with a harpoon gun, but it still took Greg. Greg spelled with like three G's and two umlauts because he's a dwarf. Yeah. But there's no anyway. R in it. Uh, Greg? Yeah, it's like G-U-umlaut-U. Oh, be like, Greg. <laughs> Greg. I am Greg. I'm sorry for causing this, listeners. I'm so sorry. Yeah, if there's any Norwegians or Scandinavians listening to us, sorry. Won't be, we'll get one download from them, and that's it. Yep, they'll, they'll stop, what, 16 minutes into the podcast, yeah, however far take. we are? <laughs> anyway, giant spiders, very terrifying. What's your next model, Tony? So my next one actually is more terrifying than a giant spider. It is also a giant multi-limbed bug. And that is the uh, Hierophant Bio-Titan from the Tyranids. Ah, going a little 40K. Yeah, I'm going a little 40K, going a little futuristic. Uh, so this thing is massive. It's uh, it's the same size as, like, a Warhound Titan, but a giant bug. Has these, like, has this cool mandible face. It's really weird looking. It kind of looks like a giant slug with legs. Yeah, it's, it's the, got a very, like, like question mark-shaped body, yeah, but with weird spindly legs. It's really John Carpenter looking. Like, it looks like a monster from a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it's doing the, the, the tyrannid thing of blending, like, four different insects together and also a dinosaur. Yeah, I, I've always loved that model. I would love to actually see one, but everything I've heard about them since they're all resin is the legs. It's so, like, uh... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not spindly and horrible. Spindly and horrible is a good one. But, like, it just it doesn't balance well, and it's just... It's only got those little contact points. And if you've never held Forge World resin, that shit is heavy and dense. So, like, four little spindly legs is not a lot to hold something up on. Yeah, that's, that's one of those ones where you'd want to model, like, one of its legs piercing through a bunker or something mm. just to give it a little more contact point. Yeah, like, I've got a Thunderbolt fighter, which is nothing in comparison to size to this thing, and it's on a flight stand, center of mass on it, and it still wobbles and totters. Just imagining this fucking flight stand bending slowly to one side every time you pick it up. It probably would if I had the plane constantly mounted on it. Oh, God. Yeah, I would, I would, I would see about getting a terrain piece for that one, too, because I don't trust those old flight stands. They're pretty bad. Okay, so I've literally dropped that plane out of my car before into my driveway, and it just bounced. It's so thick, I don't think it can be broken. I mean, I, the, the plane itself is probably fine, just those little those little acrylic flight stands. Not, not, yeah, that's not the best. Oh, no, no, this is one of the uh, the flyer stands. Oh, oh, the little cross-section yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 It's oh, a okay, good those, stand those for most things, but that, that brick of resin is just so heavy. Yeah, no, very, very top-heavy. Yeah, it really is. So that's uh, that's my number two. What's your number three, Andrew? Well, I had a list of something like 12. And, yeah, I, I, got, uh, I got quite a few. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some honorable mentions after this, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer a little bit, and I'm going to go with something I've never played in a faction I've never played in Age of Sigmar. I'm going to go with uh, the Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood from the... Oh, Daughters uh, of Cain. Daughters of Cain. Nice. You look at this thing, and this is some this is some fucking Halloween vibes. They've got like this bladed carriage, 
with this this avatar of death and destruction on it that's leaking blood out of it and then you know an actual literal cauldron of blood yeah. because their entire culture is based on fucking murder and blood no and but dude they're, they're older they're order it's fine it's good yeah guys. no they're the good guys in blood quotes. for the good guy blood god yeah, you know, just a bunch of, like, 95% naked elves who stab everything in sight and also occasionally get snake halves. Sure, well, I get a snake tail instead of legs. That's yeah. totally order. Cool, that, that's whatever. A, that's the weirdest lore in Sigmar to me is the Daughters of Cain. Yeah, it was very... You, you could tell they were trying to be like, ah, how can we get these models from the Dark Elves and make them into something new? <laughs> it does. But, it seems kind of shoehorny, but, you know. A little bit. But I like the range. The models are fantastic. And, uh, ooh, some some strong, strong Halloween vibes with this one. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, just dedicate your rolling cart to the God of Murder. <laughs> not not Corrin, though. That's a different God of Murder. Yeah, we no. Trust no, the good guy. The Order God of Murder. It's 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 a total coincidence that his name is very similar to Kane. <laughs> anyway, so that's mine. Uh, don't want to ramble about that one like I did Lady Olinder. So what's <laughs> your next spooky, scary one? All right, so my next one is not a model per se, but an entire range of model type. I thought you were going to be like the GW paint pot. This thing <laughs> is so spooky. Oh, God, no. If, if we were talking the truest horror stories, it's the fucking tall GW pots for sure. Oh my god! And I've thankfully I've only spilt my known oil maybe once uh, ever, but I've had a I've had a couple of very dangerous sloshes in my time. The first time I opened a pot of Talisar Blue, the contrast paint, I just fucking tipped over and spilled everywhere. I'm like, well, contrast paints are impossible to come by because they're brand new. So it's like I'll not have this paint for like four months and just lost it seven dollars. That's when you you get a little little pipette and just slowly yeah, suck it up and right. put it back in and hope that there's no obvious grit in it. I don't know if you've seen that tray that I do all my hobby on. There's no bringing a paint back from that. It immediately that's becomes fair. other colors when it hits that tray. That's fair. Twenty years of use will do that. All right. Uh, okay. No, but uh, but so the the model range is servitors. Oh, oh yeah. Because that is the creepiest thing ever. Some it fucking... is so grimdark and so just spooky and monstrous and terrifying. Like, at any point, you could do something, and they're like, you know what, we're going to lobotomize you, cut off your limbs, and replace them with miscellaneous thing to do a task. Yeah, just out of all the grimdark, horrifying shit in the 40k universe, being made into a servitor is, it's like, top three. terrifying. Because, because if you look at the lore, they're... Well, yeah, if you look at the lore occasionally, they don't do a great job lobotomizing. They're, they still feel all of everything happening to them. They just can't move their own bodies. So yeah. They're just locked in this fucking prison of meat. Mm, meat prison. Delicious. Yeah, just, uh, like, just the All of the thoughts behind Servitors, are, it's just terrifying. Yeah, we can't make computers. What should we do instead? Uh, people brains. Yeah, put a data wafer in their fucking cerebral cortex and call it a day. Oh, and make sure to, to rip their jaw off and turn their arm into a drill or something, I guess. Why not? Oh, man, the servitor finally died because it couldn't get nutrients? Fuck it, harvest its skull, and now it's a servo skull. Yeah. What's Take its entire of... job? To follow behind me with a flashlight for eternity. Take the bits out so we can put them in some other poor fucking mook, and he can do it for the next hundred years. Oh, man, your servitor died? Better push him in a fucking corpse starch vat. Oh, gosh, looks like uh, this neophyte sure did fail becoming a space marine. Yeah. Guess where you're going, buckaroo? No, you those guys be become Cenobite servitors. They're better, because ah, they're well. holy. 
Depends which faction you're That's on with fair. the Space Marines, which chapter. Yeah. Know. Yeah. There's one servitor whose sole job it is, is to drag a fucking pillar behind Grimaldus in battle. That's, I, I just, what is the significance of the pillar? Is it just because it's, it's an Imperial Aquila or is it from no, no, it something was, specific? Um, it was from the, uh, the sanctuary on Armageddon. Ah, okay. I need to read that book sometime. You, oh, you haven't read Hell's Reach yet? No. I'm currently on the first book of the Siege of Terra. I'm about halfway through it, though. Oh, so man, we, we that, have got... Uh, that whole but, series kind of drags for me. I, I got through the first book, but it was it was a slog to get through. I'm overall enjoying it so far. I did just get through some solid Sigismund action, so, you know. That's not fair. Not too bad. But, uh... Yeah, no, just uh, servitors in general. What would what is the worst servitor? Do you think? Because I, I had an admech army, so I got some options. Yeah, I feel like like the worst servitor to be, I feel like, would be one of the Catafron servitors. They'd be pretty bad, Catafron breachers. Yeah, like th- those are the things like the treads, right? Yeah, because even if they get damaged, they just stick more metal on them and keep using them because they're so tough. Yep. Just so like you're just really constantly apart. being shot. Uh, the other one I thought of for the Admech that would be worse would be the Iron Striders. I don't know if you know the lore behind them, but mm-hmm. if you look close, there's a guy just strapped to the bottom with his legs kind of like stuck inside of the legs of the Iron Strider. And the Iron Strider is the closest thing to a perpetual motion machine that the Imperium has ever I was going to say invented, but that's the wrong word. Ever stolen from <laughs> yeah. previous works 10,000 years ago, or 20,000 years ago, whatever. Timelines are hard. Um, and so the machine just keeps going, but it needs a servitor to keep it going. And so you're essentially bound to this giant metal chicken until your body burns out. And then they'd like pick it up before it runs out, rip your corpse out, slap another corpse in, and then it's good to go. Or any servitor that's hardwired into a Titan or a ship. Because there's not a single novel where those motherfuckers don't just burn to death. Oh my god, yeah, it was just like, oh, an Abaddon sprayed his storm bolter and 12 servitors were exploded on the walls. It's just like, why are there servitors in the walls? What the fuck? Or like, oh yes, this dude's uh, entire purpose is to help vent the coolant in the plasma blast gun. Oh my god, we have to fire it twice in a row. He melted. <laughs> it just, it makes me think of that that intro bit to that one episode of rick and morty it's like what is my purpose you get the butter oh my god but it's that for every servitor in the imperium i mean that's what they're like monotask servitors it's great yeah like i get wanting to build something for monotonous purposes but just wow i i fully understand why that is a prison sentence (laughs) yeah but it isn't always it's also seen as an honorable thing to be a servitor yeah, I guess it's if you if you work for the admech, it's not as horrifying as if you're just some guy who stole a loaf of corpse starch bread or something. Or if you or if you work for the ecclesiarch. Oh yeah, because then you get the whole holy hellfire stuff where yeah. it's like, aha, I'm this is totally worth it for the emperor. I will hold this incense burner for the next two hundred years. <laughs> yeah, but oh, uh, but but on, on the subject of the holy ones, I do have a pair of honorable mentions. I have a multitude of honorable mentions. Well, I could probably do this for another 30 minutes okay. if you wanted to. Well, I'm just going to throw two of them, and they kind of okay. coincide together. The first one is Arcoflagellants. That would fall under Servitor, wouldn't it? But, but they're not. They're not they're, a Servitor. Yeah, they're Servitor adjacent, but not actually Servitors. Yeah, so. they're, yeah they're, they're just like super pumped up with combat drugs and have their arms cut off and replaced with flails. 
Oh man, if you want to continue down that uh, rabbit hole, go with the um, the penitent engine. Yeah, the penitent engine was my other one oh, because that, that is that's a like dude. an Arnold times a thousand. Yeah, that is a straight up dude or chick in one of those. A folk. A folk. Yes, that is a folk. A folk of the Imperium is just mounted in that permanently. Uh, what was the name? It's the new one that they made for the new range. Oh yeah, the Iron Maiden looking one. Yeah, the one with the coffin where it's uh, oh. you're, they specifically armor you so that way it's harder for you to die, so that way you suffer longer for your sentence. Oh, uh, I think it actually has like an Iron Maiden on it too, doesn't it? Yeah, well, because that's what it is. It's a penitent engine, but they but they encase you in an Iron Maiden, so that way you're eternally suffering, but it's way harder for you to actually die, so that way you 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 suffer more for your crimes against the Empire yeah. Imperium. Yeah, it's not the Empire, the Imperium. Yeah, yeah. It all blends together after a point. That's fair. You've had a long week. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have to Mortifier. Do a... Mortifier, yeah. The Mortifier. God, yeah, those things are... Looking. That, that's like a existential nightmare more than like spooky, scary Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went more the uh, the terrifying, not like, Halloween spooky! Yeah, I'm like, ghosts are cool and creepy, right? And you're like, Ex- existence is pain. Everything's yeah. horrible. <laughs> are you familiar with the film Event Horizon? Also, a bug monster. Yeah. <laughs> but one that's 20 stories tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just took everything you said and ramped it up by a thousand. Like, what, what if Hellraiser and Starship Troopers? <laughs> oh, man, the Mortifier has a rule called Anguish of the Unredeemed. Oh, God. That's just an awesome name. I love the that names is, of stuff in 40K. I was about to say, that is a very, that is like peak 40K. <laughs> right? Instrument of pain and penance. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I'm i not an Imperium person, but if I ever were, Sisters of Battle would probably be where I'd go at this point. Yeah, I, I've learned that uh, for being a not very religious person, all of my armies are religious fanatic armies. Well, it's like... Uh, the thing that scares me is fanatics and zealots. So I think it would be kind of cool to have just an army of those guys. I've got three of them, four of them. I've yeah. five of them. Fuck. <laughs> Few things terrify me more than religious zealots. So yeah, I've got black Templars, a really ecclesiarch heavy Imperial guard army, a sisters of battle army, a Bretonians army and Caldor. <laughs> just play some fucking Sabaton and you're good to go. Right. <laughs> well, Night, Witches is still one of their best songs. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll do a couple of my honorable mentions, yeah. I guess. Yeah, throw, throw since a couple I, of fun ones in. Since I haven't done a 40K one, uh, I'm going to go with the Dark Eldar Homunculus. Oh, yeah. This, this fucking Victor Frankenstein crazy motherfucker who's just like, huh, what should I do with my body? I know. I'll put all my organs in a lump on my back and cover my back in extra layers of spine and bone and give <laughs> myself a creepy bone tail and extra arms. And this is before he starts modifying all of his servants and, like, Frankenstein meat puppets that just hang out in Kimura or Kamara or whatever you pronounce it. It's, uh... <laughs> Ah oh, man, just read read lore on Dark Eldar Homunculus if you haven't yet. There, if I was ever to make a Dark Eldar army, it would be Homunculus Covens, and it would be very me because they're not very good. <laughs> yeah, they are a terrible army, but they are fucking creepy. They're horrifying, and they also have a bunch of weird, like esoteric stuff they need. Where it's like, oh, I need to get a thousand left hands from an Imperial world so I can like <laughs> boil them down to one essence to make into a potion. God, yeah, just the Talos painting are also terrifying. Yeah, 
Nah, I, Dark Eldar lore is really fun. I uh, I'm I'm not a big elf person in general, but they're they're the right level of like Hellraiser creepy. Where I'm like, all right, I can get behind this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I feel like didn't there used to be a really Hellraiser esque model in Warhammer? I mean the Dark Eldar range. Oh, okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. What else you got? What other what other fun little just honorable mentions you got in there? Uh, uh, let's see the recent uh, Cursed City release with the Varg Skier, which is uh, oh, that's what the, if a, the like night witch things, right? It's it's what a vampire, but also werewolf. <laughs> oh, those things! I was thinking the um, the the like three sister vampires. Oh yeah, those are the um, uh, the the triplets. I forget what their names are, but yeah, they're they're the Vrykos vampire, Vrykos. Yeah, I don't I don't know. They're the, they're the, the werewolf, werewolf vampires. vampires. Yeah, and they're the Vargskir is what happens if they lose control of their bloodlust and just go full feral, essentially. All right. Yeah, so that one's a fun one. Oh, um, back on the topic of werewolves, uh, Wolf Cop, the guy's name <laughs> before he turns into a wolf cop is Lou Garou. Wow. It's awesome and terrible. Oh, I still don't know if I liked that movie or hated it. It is not on, a movie to watch with your kids or anyone sensitive. Pretty on the snout there, that one. Ooh, that was a pretty Zing. hairy pun. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tyranid Raveners, so that way we can get some trim Tremors vibes. Yeah, trimmers. Uh, the Gene Stealer Broodlord, because, hey, I like Alien. Uh, Lictors. Lictors as well, yeah. Uh, Necron warriors and flayed ones, because who doesn't like robot zombies in space? Yeah. Uh, Imperial psychers. Yeah, that that's another existential horror. Yeah. So yeah, I have a type. Sorry. No. Um, we can just blanket say the entire Night Haunt and Soulblight Grave Lords range. <laughs> yeah. They're 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 just like dis- distilled Halloween vibes, essentially. Oh, um, I thought of one. I thought mm. of one that neither of us has mentioned. That's the most Halloween thing ever. Hmm. The Blood Bowl team, necromantic horror, the Wolfenberg Crypt Stealers. It's literally Oof. got a Frankenstein monster, werewolves, zombies, and ghosts that are sheets. It's got sheet ghosts. I love it. <laughs> when we finally do our Blood Bowl episode, I think I might pick up these guys. Let me know when you do, because I, I have a fully painted orc team. I have a fully painted uh, previous undead team before they release this kit. And then I've got like a three-fourths painted human team as well. Oh, Jesus, dude, I didn't realize you had that much. Well, I got the original starter kit um, oh. before they did the recent one that had the uh, the Black Orcs team and the Human Nobles. Yeah. Uh, and then I picked up a Undead team because I had that $20 certificate for uh, painting from when we went to Meeple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple other ones, the Harbinger of Decay, the Lord of Plagues. Um, just Nurgle to get those things cre- in general. Creepy Nurgle vibes. The aberrant arch regent because uh, oh, yeah. Nosferatu was a, a pretty fun and uh, uh, groundbreaking movie for its time. Uh, and that is everything I had. Uh, if I'm not just going straight into more Night Haunt and Soulblight Gravelord models, yeah, I, I tried to stay away from those two factions because it was whole range sort of things. Uh, Lady Plunder was too good not to go to. <laughs> Lady so. Plunder's glories, I love it. Uh, yeah. When you said Lady, Pl- my first thought was uh, the the half vampire dragon vampire chick half vampire dragon vampire oh the one who's got like a gargoyle for a a lower half and a normal torso yeah 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 that's a that's a weird model like it's 
if they'd actually just put the wings between the shoulder blades, I think it would have been a very cool model. Yeah, instead, just the of way the, they... instead of like a tramp stamp that grew actual wings. Yeah, it's like a it's like a full torso for a head, and it just gives it a weird profile. Yeah. Although I have seen some really cool mods that people have done for it, where they've uh, they've taken off the torso part and put the Varg skier's head where it should be, so it just looks like this really creepy bat. And Ooh. they're using that as a uh, Vargulf model since they still haven't released a real one yet. Yeah, yeah that's that that's was. Really a, cool. I would cool like I said, I would stuff. love to get the bottom of that kit and convert a um, a dragon ogre shoggoth with it. That would be a good one. Yeah. Um, what would be a good top half? I guess maybe the Myrmidon from Warcry? Uh, I was thinking that or the um, Ogroid Thaumaturg or whatever from Silver Tower. Those are some good kits. Oh, that was a great kit. Right? Isn't that what the thing uh, was called? Pretty the, sure. Yeah, the, the, the mage one. Yeah. Because that would make a really... Because he's already got the big axe. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I'll, 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 I don't know if it's worth dropping fucking $110 to kit bash a model. <laughs> I mean, it's it's barely any more expensive than your shitty Forge World or your resident one that you're gonna get. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> $65. I'm not gonna get it. I want it, but guess. I'm not gonna get it. If it was metal, I would buy it. But it's not metal. I wonder how much a metal one would run you on eBay. I don't know. Probably like 100 $20 in shipping because it's so heavy. Right, especially nowadays in these trying times. In these trying times, if you need a dragon ogre, <laughs> millions of people are going without their dragon ogres. You oh, can man. help by donating $30 a day. Oh, so b- before we get uh, too terribly far more off the rails, we've already gone this episode. It's a Halloween episode. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Call it episode 7. It's really like episode 6.5. Yeah, no, this is if we had a Patreon with bonus episodes, this, this would, would be firmly one. in that one, I think. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but I do I do kind of want to keep to our normal form and bring in a tooltip for the day. Tooltip. And that tooltip that we want to talk about is going to be the technical paint range. So the three main ones that I want, I think there's more, but there's three main ones that you see. Nurgle's Rot, Typhus Corrosion, and Blood for the Blood God. And uh, I think Blood for the Blood God actually is discontinued. Is it? I think. Don't quote me on that. I hope not, because I slapped that on a lot of stuff. It's because it's the best paint that's ever existed. It is a very, very solid one. Yeah. Uh, let me get on their page yeah. real quick go, and go see pull what all of, their, so I'm gonna, all their technical paints yeah. actually are. So what a technical paint is, is it is a paint type that does a specific effect. Uh, what we mean by that is like blood for the blood god looks like blood, but it's not like you just painted red on something. It's like a mix of a contrast paint and art coat. So it gives you that variance in red, and it always looks wet. So, like, if you use it on blades or dripping and things, it, it always looks like wet, fresh blood on it. And it's amazing. Nurgle's Rot is similar to that, but it is, like, green slime, for lack of it a better term. It is perfect for infected wounds mm-hmm. if you're doing a Nurgle army. Uh, it is perfect for, like, dripping acid out of a monster's maw. It's perfect for if you want to do, like, nuclear wasteland. It is, it is, if you want a green color, it is amazing for pretty much anything. Yeah, anything you want to look wet afterwards. That's the wet kicker with Wet and slimy and gross. Mm-hmm. And then Typhus Corrosion is kind of the weird one, because it's, it's like a, a bluish oxidized color, correct? No, you're thinking of oh god oh, oh I'm thinking ni- of uh, nihilus oxide. oxide. That's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. Well, typhus corrosion is, is another one. <laughs> no, yeah, typhus corrosion is your slap-on rust effect. Okay, 
Oh, that's the brown one. It's the brown yeah. Nihilus Oxide. Yeah, yeah so you which... can use that for all kinds of rust effects. I've also seen some really cool things where people do it as a scab, and they'll do that and then do Blood for the Blood God over it. Yeah, that and... one's uh, very versatile because it has a lot of grit in it, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of effects you can get with it. Yeah, but look, look, the the scab look that I've seen, it's so well done, and it's like two easy steps. It's that and then Blood for the Blood God, and it looks like a weeping scab. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of these go very hand in hand with Nurgle models in general. Yeah, they do. Um, another really cool thing is if you do water effects on things, these technical paints make great like drops in the water. Because I've seen Nurgle's rot make a really cool like swamp base look with it, just mixing that's, little dots of that. That's what you're doing, right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. With my cruel boys. Yeah. So I'm mixing. Uh, I'm doing uh, texture paints first. So I'm doing uh, a Grelin. No. What is it? Um, Battlemire? Yeah, Sterling Battlemire. Sterling Battlemire, yeah. Uh, so that way you get kind of that chunky, muddy look. And then on top of that, I'm doing uh, Acrylic Medium, which is not a Games Workshop product. It's just something you get from your local hobby or I paint store or whatever. I really got one of those um, sitting right next to me. Yeah. Uh, you can get a big tube of it for like five bucks. It'll last you forever. I mix in a little bit of brown, a little bit of green, just kind of get, get this gross sort of muddy effect. Uh, and I essentially build up layers with that. And so the bottom layer will be that gross muddy color. Uh, and then the next layer I'll do just little little dabs of Nurgle's Rot inside of it to get kind of this like uh, oh, kind of like a cloudy sort of effect yeah. uh, where it just looks like this nasty murky water. And then on top of that, I'll do one last layer that's just, just clear acrylic medium. So that way it gets kind of that water effect. And it's not as good as doing like UV resin or something like a lot of people do, but it's a good relatively fast way to get a nice, nasty, murky water effect. Yeah, the, the technical paints I, I can't recommend enough. Um, oh, they're so good. The only ones I've really used a lot of is Blood for the Blood God. I've got all of them, but that is the one that was like my go-to for all kinds of stuff. Uh, I painted a bunch of D&D minis and stuff like that for our gaming group and for like Gloomhaven and stuff. Yeah. And man, Blood for the Blood God on those models was just absolutely perfect for everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, on, on my Instagram, there's a, a guillotine that I painted that I did Blood for the Blood God on. And it, it turned out so fucking well on the blade of it. I was so happy with it. Oh, and it's really good because um, you can build up layers with it, too. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to have kind of like a, a chunky gore effect where it looks like there might be a little bit of meat under all that blood, you can you can slap a layer on it, wait a couple hours for it to dry fully, and just kind of keep building until you get this really nice, gross, chunky effect to it, which uh, is uh, perfect for our Halloween episode, I might add. Spooky, <laughs> Spooky gore and blood. <laughs> um, it's a really good way to also make just like just the odd model here and there have a little bit of extra pop like if you have an orc with a, a really big axe or something you can get some really good spray effects uh yeah. you can get if you if you want to really fall down the rabbit hole there are uh websites people have done where they link like here's here's blood spray effects from csi labs and it's just like nah yeah. i'm not i'm not looking at that just tell me how to do the effect but uh if you want to be like oh this is clearly a splash from arterial spray as opposed to just like a chunk of meat or whatever so if you're really really want to fall down the rabbit hole you can make some realistic gore effects with blood for the blood god yeah especially because the consistency of it you can do like the the like tip it on your brush and then hold your brush like a pencil and flick it yeah and it, it'll lean like a line like like it looks like you swung it like it was flicking it off a sword or something but you can also take and put a little bit of it on a wet palette and thin it out even more and then like dip a, an old toothbrush in it and run your thumb across it. And it will just, it will spray fleck everywhere and gives a great splash effect. 
Yeah, that's a really good effect if you want to do like a, a vehicle that's recently mm-hmm. run over somebody. You just splatter that all over the front of it. Mm-hmm. Look like you're doing some uh, some road rage. Yeah, I mean, or even on bigger models, um, if you want to just put it on the very tip and kind of hold it where the blade is and then flick it back towards the model from the angle of the blade, it gives it a good effect that looks a lot more natural than if you just kind of like dunked a model in blood, which is one of the things you kind of see fairly regularly. Yeah, and there's a lot of just different just it, it, it's a paint you can go wild with it like with my night haunt the, the scheme i had was i had uh, bone colored robes and the skin i actually did blood for the blood god mm-hmm. so they had like uh if you ever seen that movie crimson peak um it's a so-so yeah, movie but right. the ghost the ghosts in it have kind of this gross like bloody effect to them and yeah. that's kind of what i was drawing inspiration from uh and i i felt like it came out pretty well it was it was just kind of cool to see these like skeletal monsters that look like they were made out of like raw meat essentially yeah Oh man, Fabius Bile. How do we not touch on Fabius Bile when we were talking about? Oh, Fabulous thing? Bill. Yeah. yeah. If we're, oh, if we're going back to the Frankenstein's, he actually learned from the Homunculus Coven. Yeah. So that's 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 probably where he got his sense of creepy style from. <laughs> right. Everybody loves a good old fashioned flesh cape. Yeah, flesh cape. Um, oh, I just thought of another one. What was his name? Another Nurgle guy. He was one of the named heroes from Fantasy Battle. Uh, uh, Festus the Leech Lord. Oh, ooh. Yeah. That, that's a creepy model where he's like forced forcing a po- potion down a dude's throat. Yeah. He's got he's got this really creepy like giant leech coming out of him. He's it, that's a pretty spooky model. Nice. Yeah, but anyway, technical paints. <laughs> uh, Ny- Nylock oxide I use a lot. That's a really good one that I like to do with. Um, like I'll I'll do a little bit of like uh, Rhinox hide like for bolts if you want to. F- like the orc terrain I've done recently, I wanted to have kind of this effect where it was like, it's been out in the weather or whatever. So like around bolts and underneath like door frames, just anywhere that like moisture could catch, I would do rhinox hide, a little bit of uh, orange effects for the the rust. And then like for the bolts and seams and stuff, I put a little nylox nylox Mm -hmm. oxide. So it looked like it's, it's just got kind of this general corrosion to it. Um, there's just some really good effects you can use to get kind of an aged look to it. It's really good if you want to get like a copper patina sort of look that's been left out for a while. Yeah, that that's uh, the only kind of thing that I've noticed with the texture, or geez, the technical paints, is that really kind of pay attention to what you're using them on. Because if you're using like vanillous oxide, you want to do it on a metal that kind of oxidizes that color or it looks weird. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be on like silver. But it would definitely be on like a brass or a copper. Yeah, for sure. Same with um, the um, the other rust effect. Typhus corrosion. Typhus corrosion. Thank you. <laughs> Gee, I, yeah, my brain just turned off there for a second. Like that looks really good on silvers and things like that because that makes sense. That's that right color of rust as opposed to on like brass or gold. It wouldn't well, rust so- brown generally. And like what I, what I did with my Night Haunt with the Blood for the Blood God, I've seen people use Nylock Oxide for skin effects. Ooh. Like, uh, yeah, like apparently uh, it's a good way to get sort of that that kind of sea sort of look for the Ideneth Deepkin. Uh, it's just that kind of tone. Um, I, again, I'm colorblind. I can't tell. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I hear from the guides I've seen online. So uh, a lot of these, it's, it's really just up to your imagination and I guess color coordination if you understand color theory. So <laughs> they... They have they have uh, zero out of purposes. two people on this podcast understand color theory. Yeah, my, I've read about it, but you know my eyes are broken, so it can only get me so far. I've seen it, but I've never read about it. There you go. But with, by our powers combined, we can make one competent painter. <laughs> 
Um, there is also other paints in the range that I haven't actually used. They've they introduced them fairly recently. They're like their uh, their gemstone colors. They have waystone green. Yeah, those have actually been red. around for quite a while, and they're actually fantastic. Yeah, uh, the, the whole trick have... behind them is you actually paint a bright like a you'll do a silver and then you'll do a very bright silver over it on the peak, and it was almost like a precursor to their contrast paints. Yeah, they're a little thinner and they're very vibrant colors. Well, and it, it saves you like five steps for gym it painting because really if you want to if you want to hand paint your own gym, it legitimately is what base color wash depending on the shade and like three layers three to get layers, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're saving yourself three to four steps depending on how you do your gems with those. Yeah. So if you have something like, say, an Eldar army that has at least one gem on every model, sometimes upwards of like ten if you get a Spirit Seer or whatever they're called. Uh, or anything that sort with of Wraith in the name. Yes, uh, any of the Wraithbone constructs, yeah. That, that'll save you a little bit of headache. That might be worth your four fifty-five. They are uh, also fantastic for eye lenses on Space Marine and Chaos Space Marine. Helmets. Yes, yes. Like, they are sure. perfect. It's what I use for my Black Templar helmets. Uh, glass in general would probably mm-hmm. be pretty good. Like, if you had some of those uh, cathedral kits that come with the, the oh, glass. Oh, the stained glass windows, yeah. Yeah, that would probably be going for that, too. Um, yeah, any Sisters of Battle stuff, basically. Yeah, where you have your cathedral tank that comes with its own stained glass. So So goofy. Uh, They're counting texture paints for basing as technical paints, but I'm not going to. There's also um, Hex Wraith Flame and that blue one that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Nighthaunt Gloom, I think. Nighthaunt Gloom, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, Uh, those are those are really good too for that kind of like ghostly skin effect. You see them a lot on well the Nighthaunt range. It's their green and their blue. All of these. Um, those two, and then the the gemstone paints, they were like early precursors to contrast paints and like tesseract glow and stuff like that. Yeah, because the way they even marketed them, they were like, "Hey, you want to paint your night haunts? Just base coat them white, and then slap mm-hmm. on some night haunt glow, and you're good to go." And it's like, "Oh, huh, all right, cool, whatever." <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll take two paints to finish an army. Sure. Yeah, the hex wraith flame, the green is actually a really cool one. Um. It's a little bit more muted of a green than the Tesseract Glow is, but it's still really good. Yeah. It's uh, more green where Tesseract Glow is more yellow. Yeah, Tesseract Glow is definitely pretty well meant for the, the glowing effects for Necrons mainly. And, you know, and on scale, you can use it for... Great. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, for anything you could use it. It's, it's, it's bound by your imagination and that's all, so... And color theory. <laughs> and color theory. Because, <laughs> you know, we're experts on that. Yeah, yeah, the guy who can't see red and green and the guy who doesn't read color theory books. Yeah. Right, exactly. I so, yeah. I think I've... Maybe I didn't. I was going to order Figapedia, but I don't think I did. I don't remember. Probably not uh, if I haven't gotten it already. And then they also have a couple of other ones that aren't like slap them on paints like we've been talking about. They have contrast medium, mm-hmm. which is super useful. Uh, you, you can just use them to thin down your paints, and it's a good way to make your own glazes, which is super nice. Uh, they have Ard Coat, which is just a varnish. Um, oh, dude, we could do an entire episode exclusively on Ard Coat. Yeah, I pretty much generally only really end up using it for eyes and like open mouths to get that wet look for like a tongue or something. Yeah, it's good but, on everything. Uh, it got, a, it got a lot of use when I had my Death Guard army. Any, like, weeping sores or pustules mm. or anything got a nice layer of art coat to it. So, you know, it's just uh, uh, more tools in the toolbox. I do wish they would come out with a paint that's like Tesseract Glow, but in red for flames. Because flames oh. are hard to paint. Fire is hard are. to paint. 
flames are pretty hard to paint. Uh, I've kind of got my technique down, and it sort of kind of looks like flames, but you know, it's 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 very tiny models. You don't just don't look at them too hard. Yeah, I can do like embers and coal beds, but when it comes to actual like tongues of flame, I just I, I'm awful at it. So, if anybody's got any tips they want to send our way on painting flames that don't suck, email us at dicelikeguyspodcast <laughs> at gmail far as i understand you start off with the brightest color and kind of build up darker colors because yeah. the bright the bright flame will be in the middle so yeah just depends on the model how you do that specifically but yeah uh, yeah a, a contrast paint for flames like just do i don't know base coat it yellow and then do that on like mm-hmm. three-fourths of the, the 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 bit that needs to be fire that, that would be pretty good yeah. although i guess you could maybe do that with the actual contrast paint i haven't I haven't tried that at all so the contrast paints don't do well when they go over another color generally what about if you thin them down with the medium and make kind of a glaze out of them do you think that would work better i don't know i will try it one day in the next couple of weeks and possibly report back if i remember all right if it works out it'll be part of my repertoire there we go and if it doesn't no one has to know we can just cut this segment there you go. Brainstorming <laughs> right on air. I exactly. mean, this is what we're here for. We're here to be dumb at Age of Sigmar and, and tell you how to paint. <laughs> All right. Uh, so talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago. We didn't have one. So this time I'm coming back with a dumb list. Dumb list? Dumb list. We need, we need to get like a morning zoo like yeah, right. for that. Dumb list. We need the who let the dogs out barking. Yes, that is the perfect thing for a dumb list. Of course. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in a song, so it fits. Oh, I don't know if it's the dumbest, but it might be top it might be top five. Definitely top two. It's probably dumbest for the five year period that it came out in. (laughs) Fair enough. Because there's been some real dumb songs lately, but I digress. Yeah. Alright, so I wanted to go with a spooky style list. So naturally, you would think I would gravitate towards Soul Blight Gravelords or something Nurgle-flavored or Nighthawk, right? Yeah. Oh, no. I went giant bugs. I'm doing the Monster Mash. He did the Monster Mash. So this is a Tyranid list. It was a Graveyard Smash. <laughs> it's going to be a Tyranid list. And because it's all going to be a big monster mash, it is going to be High Fleet Behemoth, which allows you to re-roll charge rolls. Pretty pretty good goddamn roll. <laughs> pretty good goddamn roll. So, it is going to be a spearhead detachment, so you're only going to have nine command points in this, but that's okay, because it's terrifying. So what you're going to do, you're going to have your two HQ slots. Your first HQ is going to be a winged hive tyrant um, with two pairs of monster scything talons and adrenal glands. So it comes in about 225 points. But you're going to give him the relic, the Norn crown, which increases his synapse range from 24 inches to 30 inches. Because monsters don't have synapse for shit in this army. You got to make him brain good so all the other monsters can brain good. Exactly. But that hive tyrant's not going to be your warlord. Your warlord... Ugh. Your warlord is going to be warlord. warlord. Your warlord is going to be old one eye himself, ah, the unkillable the monster from forever. The living battering ram. The living battering ram. So old one eye is really cool because he heals, uh, just on his own. He regenerates. His warlord trait is after he takes damage the first time in a game, all of his damage after that is reduced by one to a minimum Ooh. of one, which is also really good. 
when he charges things, uh, on a four up, they suffer mortal wounds when he charges, and he adds plus one to his hit rolls. And any time he rolls a six or higher on a hit, he gets an additional attack with the same weapon. Ooh, that is scary. That's pr- yeah, and he has uh, crushing claws, which swing with strength seventeen. I'm sorry, strength fourteen, AP minus three, three damage five times. See, when you said seventeen, I knew it was a flub. I didn't think you were going to then say, "Oh, actually, 14. Yeah, apologies, <laughs> it's only a strength fourteen. Yeah. He can still only damage a knight. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's strength seven, and crushing claws give double strength. Okay. He's also got monstrous scything talons, which he could do six attacks with, at you know a measly strength seven, AP minus three, damage three, oh, and no, he rerolls only... ones to hit. You're only cutting through three-fourths of the models in the game. Yeah. So that's the, the trick on this, is if you charge with him he, and attack with the Scything Talons, he's swinging six times, hitting on twos, re-rolling ones. It's strength seven, AP minus three for three damage. He hits like a truck. Yeah, and six is causing bonus hits. That's, uh, that is not something yeah. to sneeze at. Yeah. Uh, well, on that, it would be fives causing bonus hits. Jesus. Yeah, so that's the other big thing. But the real trick on him is he has Alpha Leader. So you can add one to hit rolls in the fight phase for friendly Carnifex units within six inches. And if he's within three inches of Carnifexes, he cannot be targeted by ranged attacks. So, so he's, just got, he's just got two-story tall meat shields blocking him, essentially. Yeah. So that's, that's going to come into play in a little bit. Uh, the next thing is, I love this model. It's not super great. The uh, it, I want to call it a Horuspex. I could be wrong because it's spelled weird as shit. It's H-A-R-U-S-P-E-X. Yeah, it I is, think Horuspex. Yeah, it's close enough if nothing else. Uh, it is specs? a mouth with legs. <laughs> uh, it, it's, its weapons are literally shoveling claws, grasping tongue, and ravenous maw. And it, oh, eats, the... it, just, it just scoops things into its mouth like a fucking hungry, hungry hippo. I think that's what uh, the community referred to as the hentai tentacle beast. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So there's two of them in this list because we had the points and there's two elite slots. Uh, now be, sure we, to, what's a, be sure to Google that term, kids. Please don't. Please don't Google it. If you're a child <laughs> listening to our show and you've made it seven episodes in, go to a therapist. Congrats. Go grab a beer. You're officially a man. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so now we roll into our six heavy support slots. Uh, it's going to start off with the Moloch, which we've already got the mouth with legs. This is a mouth with a tail. The cool part about the Moloch is it can start in reserve, pop out, and eat things that it comes in on, and then in your movement phase, it can dip away again and keep doing that, causing mortal wounds to things. I just... I really want to see someone run this list, and I really want to see someone run Imperial Guard and model a, just a nice Kevin Bacon model to go with You're that. Right. All your spore mines are RC cars. Oh, my God. I need to watch <laughs> Tremors again. Everyone needs to watch Tremors again. That is, slight aside, Tremors is a fantastic movie. It has such a well-written script. It is like a goofy monster movie, but it's so shockingly well done. Like, if you haven't seen Tremors, go watch it. It is a really good movie. The first Tremors is a fantastic movie. The second Tremors is a fun movie. The third Tremors has ass blasters, and that's all we really have to say exactly. about that. The fourth one is terrible, but it's set in the Old West, and I love it. And then there's the fifth one that's hell frozen, or that it's frozen over, and it's weird. 
I haven't seen that one I yet. Either. I think they I think they also just released the sixth one, which oh. I also probably won't see because it's probably garbage. Good. But either way, at least watch the first one. It's great. Anyway, back to your yeah. list. So so we've got our Moloch, which is one of our deep strikers. He's going to deep strike along with the Hive Tyrant, most likely. Uh, then we've got two more things that are going to deep strike, and those are going to be Trigon Primes. Uh, usually you would use them to bring troops in the battlefield, but since this army doesn't have any troops, it's literally just there to be a big beat-you-in-the-fucking-face monster that's got, um, what is that? It's got six strength seven attacks? Like six strength seven or eight attacks that are re-rolling ones to hit with, you know, multi-damage. It's the same uh, talons the Hive Tyrant has on it. Uh, but it pops up mass- from underground. Massive scything talons massive, or whatever. Yes, thank you. It's got three pairs of them. Yep. Uh, so the two of those pop out along with your Moloch and just harass things in the back line. And while all that's going on in the back line, in your front line, you've got two of the Horospexes running forward with Old One-Eye and six Screamer Killer um, Carnifexes. So it I, is... <laughs> what's up? I... Carnifex is our Tyranids to me. Like, oh, yeah. like I like Gene Stealers a lot, but when I think Tyranids, I think Carnifexes. Yeah, so to put that in perspective, that's, uh, let's see, these guys are eight wounds apiece, and you got six of them running forward. And they've got a three-up save, and they hit like a train. They, they don't have any kind of invuln or feel no pain, right? Uh, no, but the Hive Tyrant does have a catalyst on him, which gives a... You can, it's a psychic power you can give to give things that. Yeah, they would probably need that, especially in this edition. That's true. There's a lot of anti-tank stuff. But it is um, three separate units of two. Ah, okay. Much more survivable. Yeah, so it's, it's more survivable that way. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're monstrous brutes. So it becomes six individual models. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's pretty terrifying. Which makes Catalyst not as good in second thought. Because eh, it, would only, still, it only affect one of them. But either way, you could still pop that well, on what whatever you, your lead You could is. do is keep that one, or Catalyst, the, the Carnifex that's closest to old One-Eye, to keep him alive so he can keep getting that uh, lookout cerebrality. That's true. Uh, and but they anyway. also have the, the Screamer Killers also have the Living Battering Ram. It's not as good as... um. Old One-Eyes, but it's still pretty good just to have mortal wounds on the charge. But it comes with a, a Bioplasmic Scream, which is a Strength 7 AP-4 Assault D6 Blast Weapon. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah well, right? It's only damage 1, but still. It's, let me uh, just shout you to death, and if you survive, I'll kill you with my crushing claws. Yeah, so, so you're chucking, you know, 6 of those downrange a turn, which is pretty good. Um, and all everything in this army has adrenal glands on it, which gives it one additional inch to its charge move, and you're re-rolling failed charges. So all your stuff that's coming out of Deep Strike is needing it to make an eight-inch charge that it can re-roll. So that's not, it's that's not bad pretty at all. reliable to get into combat. Uh, Screamer Killers, they also add um, one to morale test for enemies, because, you know, they're yelling at them. <laughs> and Screamer Killers can have Spore Cysts on them, which I, I think I put it on two of them. Um, opponents must subtract one from their hit rolls against them for ranged attacks. So they're they're decently survivable. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the dumb list for this week. It is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
It is 13 monstrous creatures. That's the scary number. It's perfect. Oh, yes. It's the spooky Halloween number. Bleh. <laughs> God, this episode's terrible. <laughs> it is. This is probably our worst one so far. Yeah, for sure. This is the quality content that we try to bring you people every week or so whenever we're available to record. Yeah. Don't judge us too harshly on this one, folks. We're both tired, and it's Halloween, whatever. Yeah, it's Halloween, I've had a beer. Let's just slam it on the desk real quick. Oh, was it that loud? It was pretty loud. I believe the phrase is, I'll fix it in post. Nah, no, leave it in. That way, they, they need to know what you have to suffer through every other week when you record, yeah. and you edit. It takes alcohol to get through a podcast with Andrew. Oh, God. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I just ramble and occasionally have to cut out 15-minute segments when I shout about Voyager. Oh, my God. that I wish that was only 15 minutes, dude. So, the Monster Mash list. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a, uh, just a battering ram of a list. How, that's 2,000 points? Uh, that is 2,000 points. On the dot? Uh, on the dot. Oh, nice. 2,000 points on the dot, 9 command points. 13 big ass monsters running at you. It's it, it's Tyranids, so you'll probably lose in this edition, but Fair. you'll at least have a lot of fun smashing into everybody else's toys. Well, and the other thing about it though is that's a lot of like target decision you've got to make. That's true. I did <laughs> I had a moment where I was about to say, and they're monsters, so they get monstrous abilities, oh but God. then I'm like, oh wait, no, Wrong that's Age game, of Sigmar. <laughs> Age of Sigmar, the superior game. <laughs> That needs to be probably our next episode, why you should play Age of Sigmar. I mean, the fact that most of our <laughs> our episodes so far are about Age of Sigmar means we might be a little biased, but we're also right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that was a fun list. Uh, I, I, it, it is peak Tyranids to me. I do yeah. always think Carnifex is and big monsters busting out of the ground, and that is, uh, yeah, that's, that's just... It's that and Gene Stealers because it's like, oh, we need we need giant bug monsters and we need you know just alien, you know, the xenomorph from aliens. Yeah, that's how I am with the Tyranids. It's how I see them. I see them as either a, a, a what used to be called a Nidzilla list back in the day, just all big monsters, or not of Gene Stealers to me, massed hordes of gaunts, just hundreds and hundreds of models filling the board. Yeah, just full starship troopers. Yeah, just just unstoppable odds come on you apes you want to live forever <laughs> ironside's best fucking role was that movie because he just overacted the shit out of it oh i love that movie so much oh, because so most of the actors in it i'm i don't think we're in on the joke yeah <laughs> like you can tell denise richards and what's his face Casper who played Van rico Diem. yeah they were just sort of there why do i know his name why do you know his name? Has I he been in know. anything except for Starship? Uh, there was a movie that we watched years ago called, I believe, Thousand Mile an Hour Hurricane. It was uh, bad. Did it have giant space bugs? No. Then I don't care. Uh, there was a boulder that got hurled through the air that was legitimately a piece of clip art imposed over <laughs> the frame, slid across it. What was this movie called? <laughs> uh, I want to say it was Thousand Mile an Hour Hurricane. That's okay. I gotta find a clip of that on or YouTube. Or hundred mile that, an hour hurricane. Something mile amazing. an hour hurricane. It was really bad. Watch Wolf look Cop at, instead. Hmm. I watched Aliens last night. That's why it's on my mind. Yeah, we watched uh, Wolf Cop and John Carpenter's The Thing. Maybe that's uh, yeah. why I went with the fucking existential horror monsters. Yeah, you had to go with all the nihilistic yeah, horror right. from The Thing. Oh God, I love that movie. I love that movie it's so, so good. Much. I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow because I normally do around Halloween. Yeah, we we do too. That's why I watched it. 
It's it's gonna be that or Shaun of the Dead. It'll depend on my mood. Shaun of the Dead's a good one. Because I've I've hit most of my Halloween movie vibes. Uh, I guess while we're talking on the Halloween podcast, we might as well talk Halloween movies. Yeah, right. Um, so far I've watched. Let me see if I can remember Return of the Living Dead, nice. which might be the most might be the most punk rock movie ever made. It's pretty uh, punk. That's that's is that the John Leguizamo one? No, no, I don't. I don't know which one John Leguizamo is. He's in. He's pretty sure he's in one of them. Uh, I mean, there's like 12 Return of the Living Dead movies, mm-hmm. and all but the first one are bad. Because, um, I mean, that one's got the graveyard dancing scene, which is just impeccable. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's that one. Yeah. Uh, but the actual zombies are fun in that one, too, because they're, they're more horrifying than your Romero zombies because they just don't, they don't die. Like, you chop the head off, the head keeps going, and then the body keeps going. You chop it into bits, all the little bits keep going. You burn it, thinking that would be the smart thing to do, which then turns it to ash, which the ash then gets in the rain and f- goes on a graveyard, and then that resurrects all the corpses in the graveyard, and it's just, like, unstoppable at that point. Like, once you burn them, what do you do after that? Um, what else did I see? I watched uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, which uh, not really that scary these days. No, I guess it's still it's prob- a solid movie, though. Yeah, no, I mean it's totally worth watching just for that banger of a soundtrack. Oh, that yeah. is some peak, some peak John Carpenter soundtrack action. And there are some, there are some legitimately creepy shots in it for sure. But uh, it has been far outstripped by a lot of slasher movies these days. Land of the Dead was the one that he was in. Oh, that one is rough. It's it's, pretty bad. it's got moments, but that one's rough. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. So far, our our Halloween movies we've done, we did the thing, the 2011 thing. Mm. Um, I've done Dawn of the Dead original and Dawn of the Dead remake. Those are two of my favorite ones. That is probably Zack Snyder's most competent film. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else do we do? Wolf Cop, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> There needs to be a ticker in the bottom of the screen on how many times I say fucking Wolf Cop this episode. Here, I'll, I'll do... Just don't talk for a second. I'll get you a clear sound effect. Ding! There you <laughs> right, go. There you it is. Put, put that in every time you say Wolf Cop. Yeah, what were the It'd others be, we watched? That is that is the Halloween drinking game for this episode, is every time Tony says Wolf Cop. Oh, God, I don't want to kill our listeners by, like, fucking 30 seconds in. I mean, you've only said it, like, five times so far, so they're just in for a good night. <laughs> said it way more than five times, dude. Well, uh, d- don't include wolf my cop, wolf cop. Wolf cop, wolf cop. Oh, that's cheap. It's like Beetlejuice, but a wolf cop. <laughs> it's, if you say it three times, it summons a terrible movie. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. Uh, I want to watch the funny. second one called Another Wolf Cop. <laughs> the Wolf Copping. Yeah. <laughs> wolf Cop 2, Electric Boogaloo, The Revenge, The Revengeance, The Return of uh, We We watched One Hour Photo. Uh, it's Robin Williams. Williams one, yeah. right? Yeah, Which, that was one of his great movie. That was so one of his creepy. weird that his stage where he's like, I'm going to do serious movies now. Uh, he originally was going to just be the manager in that movie. Huh. And then he, when he read the script, he's like, I want to be the main guy. And they're like, but you're Robin Williams. He's like, yeah, I know, but I want to be yeah, the main uh, guy. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker, I have range. Didn't you see Goodwill Hunting? Um, what other horror movies did I watch? I, I saw like five or six already, and I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember any of the ones I watched. Return of the Living Dead, Halloween, Aliens. Oh, I did start watching a bunch of Stargate. Well, that's not very halloween It's not, but... <laughs> I mean, it's a good show, it's, but it's not Halloween. Well, it, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, good, a show. It's a good 2000 sci-fi show. Ugh, I don't know why I'm blanking so hard. I legitimately have watched five, six, seven horror movies for Halloween, and I cannot remember half yeah. of them, I guess. And, and they were like, they were not terrible ones. 
So I'm 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 sad that I'm blanking on all of them right now. I haven't seen anything zombie yet. Uh, so probably watch Shaun of the Dead soon and maybe what the fuck Dawn is of the Dead Land? or Zombie Land or Train to Busan. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. Wait, and I don't think so. That's really good. It's a Korean zombie movie, mm. um, but it was legitimately one of the best zombie movies I've seen in ages. Hmm. Uh, it's on some streaming service right now. I can't remember which. I don't, it's it's not one of the big ones though. It's like on fuck. What are those weird ones like Pluto TV or yeah. something? Peacock yeah, TV, shit like that. Yeah, it's out there if you want to watch it. Oh, I've it's, got it's... I've got one you should watch. Hmm. Uh, Army of the Dead. Oh God! Please don't watch it. It's it's the worst. No, I don't like Zack Snyder. Good. <laughs> He's he already made one good zombie movie. He's not gonna beat it. Hey, hey, and I also already watched Aliens yesterday. <laughs> that movie is like beat for beat Aliens, but with zombies. Oh, but they're robot zombies, some of them, for no goddamn reason. Whoa, oh, we got this one guy who's obviously going to betray us, and then he does by locking the door on us, and then, oh, surprise, surprise, the zombie ends up getting him? But it ends up being a zombie tiger? I watched a summary. I'm not actually watching the whole damn movie. <laughs> yeah, you're really not missing much. <laughs> Hack Schneider, here we go. Release the Schneider cut. Blah. That's the real horror movie, wasting that much money to redo Justice League again. <laughs> All right, but uh, I think that's all we have for our show today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And Andrew, you got a word of advice to leave us with? Uh, have a spooky and safe Halloween. Go out and buy yourself a box of uh, Count Chocula. Get some blueberries or something. Watch yourself a nice spooky movie. Enjoy the season. All right, you heard it here first about blueberries and spooky seasoning. All right, everybody. <laughs> Spooky season. <laughs> Spooky season. You know, pumpkin spice, I believe it's called. Pumpkin spice on your jerk chicken, you know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. Goodbye. Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under Dice Like Ice Podcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to Scarlet Saturn for use of their music in our show.
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.